Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Who, Messi, this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. It's the Thanksgiving edition. Hey, Doc, I think I'm going to drop this thing a, a day or two early. We usually drop it on Thursday, but to, for, to get our BTT listeners in a festive mood, I'm either going to drop it the Wednesday before Thanksgiving or maybe even the Tuesday. We'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how that goes, see if I can get it edited and all that up in good time. But we're sitting here. It's Doc and I. We're still waiting on Harper. We'll conference him in as soon as he's ready to go. Uh, we are going to be covering NWA from August the 8th of 1987 tonight. Doc, what's going on, man? How you doing? Man, I'm going to tell you something. The marks, the saps, the shitheads, the dickweeds, they got me down this week, man. How about, I know they're getting you down. They've been, I've been hearing you chirping at work about how these saps are up in your mix. They're trying to, they're trying to kill us, Mike. Outlaw mud show bullshit all up, in right. the, all up in the house at work, man. But you know what? That's all right because we're here tonight to be blessed. Yeah. And let, me, and let me tell you something else. You hear this? Hold on. Let me get it straight. You hear that? Yes, we That's some it. ice rolling around in the biggest tumbler of whiskey I've ever made. We're about to get all the way live, pal. <laughs> if if Conrad Conrad's going to lie on the air and say he drinks 20 drinks and gets in a car with Shivani, I'll really drink 20 drinks. I don't give a fuck, dude. I have no clue what you're referencing right now. Oh, you don't listen, but everybody told you that he was hammered on the last show. Oh, no, I didn't say I don't listen. I'm just like way, way behind on it. Um, Man, I like Tony. Here's an Conrad. update. On Across all three platforms, Conrad is stealing every gimmick we have except for Harper. And now that Harper's not here, he might have stolen him too. <laughs> I don't know where he's at, man. Uh, I texted him earlier. The so thing is, like, just well, there's three choices, pal. He either Conrad stole him, he's down in wherever that is shooting squirrels, or he's engaged in hand-to-hand combat with a duck. That's nice, Doc. All right. Well, as soon as Hopper is here, I will conference him into this thing. Uh, for the time being, it's sitting. I'm sitting here with. I was about to say with Hopper, with Doc, and no, I have not been drinking tonight. Again, it's a Thanksgiving episode, so real quick, special shout-outs to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, and Hall of Fame patron, uh, at K underscore Row 86, our two largest patron contributors. Thank you very much. And Doc, before we keep going, I have something I wanted to tell you. You know how we used to do the weird news of the week, Craigslist ad type thing? Oh, yeah, where you'd want, have somebody that wanted somebody to come over and, like, get naked and put Tabasco sauce on their nuts and then sit in their lap naked or some shit. 
Just all kind of, yeah, just all kind of crazy. Okay. Well, uh, this past week, I, again, I, I haven't been doing the Craigslist or the weird news of the week because I kind of wanted to let it lay low for a while because you don't want to burn that stuff out. You know, you don't want to you don't want to spot monkey it up. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So anyway, you got, hey, I got some, how are they going to miss you if you don't go away a little bit, right? There you go. So, uh, but here's the thing. I was on Facebook over the weekend, and by the time this airs, this game would have been over a week and a half ago. But, you know... You know how the rock and roll always says, whether in Jim Crockett Promotions or Smoky Mountain Wrestling, we're not here to play, we're here to stay? Oh, yeah. It's it's sort of a thing. Well, the Sunday morning that the Saints were playing the Cincinnati Bengals, one of my uh, female Facebook friends posted Uh-oh. on Facebook, an old coworker of mine, Posted on Facebook Sunday morning as I was scrolling, and this scroll said, now this person is not a wrestling fan, let me point that out. She posted in her Facebook feed, hey Cincinnati, the Saints aren't here to play, we're here to slay. I don't get it. <laughs> it just, I, It's lame, my point is, the rock and roll always says we're not here to play, we're here to stay. Okay. Was she, this book? Was this was this before or after you guys killed Des Bryant? Oh uh, no, this is after we killed Des. We sent y'all an exceptional young man and a, a Christian athlete. Want? We sent y'all a Christian athlete. Look what y'all did to him. <laughs> he did second practice. <laughs> That's terrible. That's hey so man, terrible. so everybody's gonna be out there. You know, here's what I would do. So last year, I think I gave everybody some guidance at, at Thanksgiving to. Uh, you know, just bring up BTT like topics at the dinner table. Here's a, here's how you catch at the heat. end of this episode. Oh, okay. What's well, the tradition? I guess. Well, this yes. is how you. Here's a new one that you can do to catch some heat. This year, just wait. This is coming out early, so you'll have it in your hot little hands. Right when it's time to like say the prayer or engage in some good politics with your uncle or whatever. Just whip out your earbuds, put them in, and just start listening to Book in the Territory and just tune those cocksuckers out. What do? are you doing, James? Should they do that before? Well, the no, and when somebody asks you what you're after. doing, you have, you have the perfect answer for them. Man, I'm just trying to be a blessing. Okay. All right. All right, well, let's keep going. So I guarantee that listening to me and you and hopefully Harper – here in a minute is better than whatever their shithead family's talking about. Oh dear God! Yeah. Hey, uh, don't you think this? Don't you think this stinky ass casserole looks so yummy? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Salty duck. Brian Hoffman, thank you for becoming a BTT patron. Don't forget to download all of the extra patron-only content. We would appreciate it. Well, not that we would appreciate that, but uh, yeah, there's there's basically. Between 80 and 100 patron-only shows now, so there you go. Uh, make sure you check it out. If you're not a patron, become one and get access to all that stuff. It's tinyurl.com slash BTT, the world-class shows, uh, many of the top fives we've done, early access to interviews that are done on the show, like the uh, James Mitchell interview when we had Cornette on. The full interviews are up for your listening pleasure as a patron. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT. On this Thanksgiving, I want to thank all of the patrons out there for being patrons. It really does help the show. Uh, I'm looking like it's looking like Harper's on, so let's see. Well, if we can, uh, well you you dial him, him in, and I, you dial him in, and I'll I'll vamp a little bit here. You know, 
Um, I think a lot of people are clued into this, but I just want to say, you know, we had a big a, a occasion just happen PTT Universe not too long ago. Um, our own little menace had a little birthday. Do you have a special day that day? Did you uh, go to IHOP or something, or what'd you do to celebrate your birthday to make it special? I went to work. Oh, yeah. That's well, I just I wanted to—I just wanted to say I hope you have had a real special day that day, man. Uh, it was special. I'm still alive, and that's all. Did you get that? Matters. Did you get the card that I mailed you? Uh, no, and I, if I would have, I would have uh, wiped my ass after I took a dump. With it. Well, happy birthday, little buddy. What's happy birthday. Like? Yeah, happy birthday to you. What'd you get? Mm. You got a cake? Uh, nothing. I mean, <laughs> it's... What the fuck? I'm not abroad, Hopper. We're well, recording, still, Hopper, I, Hopper, he still has a whole month to collect, right? From his, yeah. from his woman, since that's what she probably did to him. It's your birthday month, pal. Jesus, yeah. Man. Don't even want to talk about her birthday. Oh, my God. Why? That was a beatdown. No, we're not. Oh, I heard, I heard about that. He got drunk with a couple of dudes and got in trouble because he kept no, watching wrestling. <laughs> How come every time you get together with anybody, it turns into you watching wrestling? So what it was was it was one of her friend's husbands uh, and another another one of her friend's husbands. Now, I, I, I've met both of these guys before. One of them uh, is a big Lucha Libre fan, and um, he grew up actually watching like um, – late 80s mid 80s wwf the other guy i had no clue he actually kind of semi liked wrestling he's kind of like one Everybody of those fair weather fans yeah so anyway like towards this is this is to the point where nobody was really shit faced but i was down in some hennessy pretty good that night and so we get to the end of the night and they they're like the only two that are still there and and the bitches are over in the corner just fucking cackling hands you know how these broads is they whatever the fuck they talk about so i i put on the one of the first things I put on, if you've never seen it, I know Doc has is uh, I think his name is Kimonito. He's like a a, a little person in in Mexico, um, and he literally gets drop kicked and flips fucking three times around and lands on the outside of the ring. And my wife hates it because she calls it midget abuse. And I'm like, that's nice. <laughs> I'm like the dude. I'm like, well, he got paid for it, so I don't know how bad of abuse it is. But anyway, so we're all like, we're drunk, kind of, and laughing at that. And then the next thing, we watched the that Ric Flair segment with Jay Lethal when Lethal is mocking Flair, yeah. and that's like, that's like seven minutes of the one of the most glorious things you ever see in wrestling, especially if you're a little tipsy. So three dudes were just hyperventilating, laughing, and the. The broads are over in the corner looking at us like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? And we're like, nothing. This the, is and y'all are like, what the fuck's wrong with y'all? Yeah, how are you not laughing at this? Do you have a problem? What is wrong with you, you sick bitches? Well, on behalf, so, of, Harper, wow. on behalf of Harper, I'd like to say thanks for inviting us. Yeah. yeah. Um, it wasn't my party. Oh. It was yeah. at your house. Yeah, she invited all her... Broad friends. The only reason, the only reason the dudes were there is because they were with the broads. Oh, are they all white people, or is it a mixture? It's like a TV no, it was, show. It was like it was, it was a mixture. It's like a community college catalog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. Okay, so let's get into the show then. Can we wait, can we Harper? How you doing tonight? I'm doing great. All right, now let's get I into guess, the Michael? show. I guess yeah, you Michael. didn't want to get started early, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> he just avoids my text whenever he doesn't want to. All right. So, again, we're uh, we're going to be covering NWA from August 8th of 1987. This is the Thanksgiving edition of BTT. This show opens up. We get a replay of Ricky Morton and Tully mixing it up from last week at the end when things went haywire. Uh, Tony and David then are back in the studio. David uh, has an orgasm as he explains that Lex Luger and Dusty have collided. He was very excited. Uh, Tony tells us that Ric Flair and Ron Garvin also collided, and we will see that too. So a lot going on, uh, especially considering we have a 90-minute episode of wrestling here. Doc, anything from the opening? You told me that the Braves baseball was coming back. What's going on there? Yeah, fuck this shit. It gets a B right now, I'm telling you. A great goes down for being a, an hour and a half. Salty Fuck Hopper. <laughs> Salty Hopper. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess the Braves weren't playing on TBS that day. Maybe they kept getting rained out. Maybe so. Who knows? Uh, all right, Hopper, anything from the opening? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Okay, uh-huh. so as we uh, keep moving, we got Sean Royal, who defeats... And I think you're right. Uh, uh, he defeats George South. I think you're right, Doc. I'm I'm starting to believe now that uh, what's his name was in a car accident by this point because I don't have the yeah, timeline in my head. It's got to be, man. Yeah, because he's because he's been gone for a while. Yeah, he really has. All right. So, uh, any anything from that match, Hopper? Before we keep going? No, that guy's right. just goofy. <laughs> Wait till next week. He's gonna cut a promo. If you've missed his promos, he'll cut one. All right, let's uh, yeah. keep it. Ric Flair's up next. Let's hear what Rick's got to say. Out of the Four Horsemen, and we talked about Ric Flair, Ron Garvin, what we'll see later on, and here's the man, the world champion, nature boy, Ric Flair. You can tell one time, Tony Schiavone, this is what Ric Flair is all about. You know, there are so many times that I walk out here and I feel the excitement, I feel the pulse of the world, and sometimes... Slick Rick, you got it, baby. I get so carried away that I don't take time. Honey, I'll see you tonight at the Marriott. Now be quiet. I got to talk. Sometimes I don't take time to enunciate and really get the point across. What's on my mind tonight, and put the camera on it one time, buddy, is this. This is my baby. I've had a lot of fine women in my life, but when this lays down next to me at night, I feel as secure as a man could feel because she represents $1 million a year and that's just for putting on my wrestling trunks and beating the best competition in the sport of professional wrestling. Now, along comes Ronnie Garvin. And I'm going to be the first to admit, Tony Schiavone, that Garvin gives me problems. Everybody's got somebody that he has a little tougher time with, and Garvin's got a style that represents more guts than brains. And you see, sometimes, Garvin, I have a difficult time with you because you're a lot like Dusty Rhodes. You don't know when it's time to quit. You don't know when it's time to park your car and go home. So, Garvin, let me tell you how it is. Later on in the show, these people are going to see why. I'm the world champion, and why you're a challenger. Because I know when to say goodbye. I know when to take a deep breath. I know when to think about it. In other words, I'm the master technician in this sport. 
And Garvin, you see right now, I'm licking a few wounds. But I'm not for one second ashamed to tell the world that. Because you see, when you're Slick Rick, and you style your profile, and you stand out here, whoo, custom made from head to toe, people don't think you're ever hurt. People think that I'm invincible. You know why? Because over the past five years, and I can read the list, I have beaten every great wrestler in the world. So Garvin, as sure as I'm standing here, the world's greatest, let me make sure that you understand one more point. I am telling you that before it's all over, I'm going to retire you from this business. In other words, it won't be me that's throwing in the towel. It'll be you. It'll be me that's jumping in a limousine with two good-looking women going out to the airport, woo, getting in a Learjet, watching the engines go. And brother, the next thing I'll know is some 24-year-old blonde will go, Ooh, nature boy, Space Mountain is the ride of a lifetime. Woo! More action, fans, when we come back. Doc, I'll throw it to you first. Well, I thought that was a fantastic promo because it was a little bit different than he took a different approach. He came at this from a different angle. The good thing I like about Rick is no matter what happens, he gets ass whooped. He get duped by Precious and the Garvins. He's always got the Trump card, and the Trump card is I'm the fucking champ. So he's got that going for him. But, man, it's true in real sports. There's some teams that are better than you, but they're just uh, – hello? Hello? Hey. What time are we carving the turkey? <laughs> There's there's just some teams that, that represent a bad matchup sometimes, man. They just, for whatever reason, because they're all pros, that we got more talent, but we can't beat that squad over there. So for him to admit that, I really like the, the approach he's taken there. It's really a different way for him to go. And then when he's done with all that and just telling you all about it, then he's going to take some bitch 30,000 feet in the air and take her in the bathroom and shove his dick down her throat. Try, try to make it come out the back of her neck. So, good stuff, man. That's nice, Doc. What? Um, <laughs> yeah. That's the, the last thing you said. He did tell that broad at the very beginning to be quiet. He will see her at the Marriott later. Uh, basically, just shut your trap. And right in their right narr- narrator later. voice, he did see her at the Marriott later. Oh, I'm sure he did. Harper, what did you have from that? I like when he says he, he, he knows when to say when. I'm thinking, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's no, the one thing no he way. doesn't. He does, that's the one thing he doesn't know. <laughs> until I, until like just now, <laughs> at like sixty something years old. <laughs> that's, actually, that's factual too. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like if we had a time machine back then, and we could go forward. And see, like, hold on, Rick. <laughs> I don't know if you. I don't know if you really meant that you know when to say when. Actually, I actually I think you you you're pretty clueless on knowing when to say when. Um, until until Call 2018. Yeah. Jesus. Um, when he said the girl was 24 years old, how how old do you think he was back then? 38. He was like 39. He was 38. Oh wow. I think he's 39 by now. I think. Uh, that's nice. Yeah, that's a, about right. I think, without having it right in front of me. 
<laughs> so, so Harper, you're saying, I mean, she would, what? Well, I mean, if it was a, are you, well, I mean, that's, we're all adults. We're all she's adults. She's of legal age at that okay. point. I mean, yeah, I mean, come on, Harper, you're, Harper, how old are you today? I'm 41. So some fine ass 41 year old pops up in your life. You ain't, you're going to be like, she's too young. 41. You mean 24? That was, I mean, 24. Yeah, some fine-ass 24-year-old man, pops in your life. Man, I can't do that, man. I'm Catholic. Jesus Christ. I gotta be married. What's happened to you? <laughs> Hands off the merchandise, brother. <laughs> okay. Alright, let's keep it moving. Right after Rick, good promo, Arn and Tully come out. They defeat Rocky King and Larry Stevens. And then we got Tully and Arn, who then are going to cut a promo, and here they are. In the NWA right now, Tully Blanchard along with Arn Anderson. You know, Tony Schiavone, a lot of people across this great land of ours don't get to drive through the lovely city of Atlanta, but right downtown by Fulton Stadium, there's a great big clover life being built for the last 10 years, and it's people like him that talk a lot instead of going out doing something or that turnpike can be done. But now, talk to matters at hand. Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. Great tag team, right? Absolutely. They want to wrestle me for the world's television title. Well, gentlemen, I've wrestled everybody that could get up enough guts to crawl through the ropes. Over the last year or so, James has got open contracts. I've wrestled them right here on TBS, the Superstation. I've wrestled in every city across the country. And I'm still talking, and I'm still wearing the trophy. And that answers that question, doesn't Tony it? Giovanni, I know the time on this this network costs about 65 grand a minute. But I'm gonna take 65 grand worth and explain to you about the sake of the full horseman. Why does Tully Blanchard week and week out come on this television saying he's the best in the world on TV? Cause he is, cause he's a horseman. Why does Lex Luger get up every morning, hit that gym, whether he's hurt, whether he's sick, whether he's got family problems, whatever it may be, because he wants to have the finest body in this business because he's a horseman. Why does Rick Flair take a man 30, 45, 60 minutes before he beats him? Because he wants to show the whole world he's a world heavyweight champion. He's a horseman. Now what I've been all along is I've been the one that was unselfish, always giving to myself for the good of the horseman. Well, my friends, rock and roll, I'm through giving. Look in these eyes, you want to see some fire? I'm through giving. I'm going to start taking. I'm not going to depend on the other horsemen. I'm not going to depend on my family. I'm going to take something in this life for me, namely the world's tag team titles. And the reason being is because I said it, and I'm a horseman. That's it, baby. Okay, fans, more action when we come back. God damn, Arn is good. Doc, what you I have? Know, huh? I'm going to take something for me. Damn. Yeah. I'm done giving. Yeah. Fuck you. Man, and here's the thing. So, long matches this week are a thing, but, you know, last week, we thought everybody displayed a little bit of lack of intensity except for Arn. Everybody this week's bringing it back, but, man, Arn's still ratcheting it up, too, and I don't know that he, he gave any classic worthy lines, but I believed everything he just fucking said. <laughs> and Tully was have? good too, man. Oh yeah. What'd you, what'd you have, Hopper? Fucking Arn, bro. That shit was great. When yeah. he says when he says a minute or thirty seconds or whatever he said cost sixty five thousand dollars. 
okay, I can't prove that he's wrong. I believe him. Shit. And, yep. then he's gonna, yep. and then he says, I'm going to get my whole, it's not like 50,000, a round number. It was like more exact. And then he's like, and I'm going to get my money's worth. I'm going to get all of that money worth out of this shit. Well, when he said the 65 grand, like the thing that's so good about that is you, the way he said it, you believe him. Hey, is that what how the, much you asked? Is that how much you asked Blue Chew to pay us to be on the air? Yeah. <laughs> No, I did not see. Hey, Arbor, he told me today that he thinks he scared Blue Chew off because he uh, took a picture of his micro penis and sent it to him, and they got so scared they couldn't do any work with that. So they just. They're like, like, dude, we can't get that up, dude. I mean, what the fuck (laughs) you been doing to it? If we can't see it, how are we going to get it up? (laughs) Y'all get it? I was like, shit, Sasha's been dealing with that for 15 years. I'll ask her. Okay. Uh, too nice. much love pain. That's <laughs> nice of y'all to make shit up on the fly. Uh, What's even God. worse is you're giving them a free commercial once again. I told you nobody in our audience uses that shit. They're too busy eating Cheetos. Now we need to get a Cheeto fucking, <laughs> fucking send, send them a fucking DM. Slide we, into I their see, DMs. We should get like some uh, diabetic um, uh, medication to sponsor us. That'd be perfect. Or the scooters. Remember the scooters yeah. from Oklahoma? That's fucked up. <laughs> no, it was kind of twofold. One, it was because Hopper said he he doesn't like his women Walmart scooter thick, and then it was you when we went to Oklahoma when you got kicked out and you said it. You said you were gonna open up a scooter, I don't know, a scooter retail shop and open it up up there because you'd make a killing off of it. But those people couldn't afford it though, bro. So, oh, look at you getting in a little. Dig it to people. Uh, real quick on Arn, though. Arn, the line that he said, why does Tully come out here every day and say he's the best in the world on TV? Because he is. Once again, show me the lie, is what mm-hmm. I always say. All right, uh, Doc, do you have anything from the Rock and Roll Express versus Gary Phelps and Ed Franks? I think at some point in there, Crockett said the fans were all the way live or something, but... I can't remember. I don't. I didn't get a timestamp. So other than that, no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, always said, about, I, said, I think he said Tony. The fans are live today. That's what he said. As we said. Okay. Uh. Any. Okay. I'm not gonna play the promo, but I gotta ask Harper a question. Could you quote Robert Gibson there for us? Horseman. You're gonna die. <laughs> Did it look like when he was done that Gibson or Morton came back into the camera? I thought he was like, "Come on, get Robert, let's go." He's probably like, "Man, stop putting that mic in front of his face. Just stop." Horseman, we're champions. It was pretty bad. It's pretty bad, man. It was pretty bad. Uh, I don't have anything else from it other than I couldn't understand Robert Imagine at all. Imagine him being a fucking telemarketer. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> For some old person that can't hear, so they're just like, what? And he yeah, says like, it again. What? God. Yeah, to imagine him working like customer service when it's like, press 10 for customer. This call will, will be monitored for quality purpose. <laughs> A post office. Why? FedEx, I can help you. Why? 
<laughs> you you are a dirty bastard. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> Let's keep going. Ronnie Garvin comes out. He's in a pair of jeans and boots, and he's he's just a working man, as as Dusty kind of always says he is. But that's what Garvin is. Uh, uh, Doc, I wasn't sure. Did you want to play this one or what? His promo? Yeah. No. 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 No, we need to talk about what's about to happen, though. Jesus Christ! Yeah, we uh, yeah yeah okay. So let's let's get to that because that's a, a big part of this. So they they throw us to the ring and or I say to the ring. They throw us to it's Rocky King versus Ric Flair, and and Flair Flair wins actually the match quickly with a figure four, but he won't release the hold. So, so hold on, hold on, hold on. I got I got something about that before we segue. Okay, go ahead. Man, he dropped the shit out of Rocky, man. That was some champ on black violence. But have you ever seen Rick squash anybody like that? No. Ever? Ever. Um, he lost by uh, pinfall, too, I think. With well, his he, shoulders down. He didn't give up any he didn't give up any offense at all. Zero. Yeah, he he didn't, but I mean, I can't I, I right off the top of I, my head, no, I can't pinpoint right. time that he did that but i will tell you this i've seen rick and rocky king work on worldwide episodes where it's literally like a five six minute competitive match now now rick ends up beating the shit out of him but my point is rick you know rick doesn't just squash him like he did right here my point is we watch a lot of wrestling and we've always watched a lot of wrestling and i'm always looking for something that That's looks different, different than what i've always seen and yeah. I couldn't remember a time when I had seen that. Yeah, no, I I agree. He, he he, it's rare that you see Rick win a match this quick. It just really is. So yeah, you're right. All right, so let's segue in. So uh, Hopper, you I think you said it right. He he didn't. I think he ends up pinning him because his shoulders were down, even though yeah. he was in the figure four. But Rick won't release him, and so that leads to Ronnie Garvin comes in and saves King, and then Garvin and Flair start going at it as only they can do. I caught him when Johnny Weaver, you know, are saying it's a fight, and it is. I mean, Flair's chest is bleeding not even 45 seconds after. Uh, when people say, why do you talk about it like it's real? Go watch this shit. These two badass son of a bitch are beating the dog shit out of each other. Don't come to us with that. Why don't you go tell one of those old bastards it ain't real and deal with the repercussions that happen after that? Yeah. Walk up to Ron Garvin at a fan fest and go, I don't think this shit's real. Yeah, man, you should look so fake. Go tell him that. Go tell him that. Uh, but they beat the piss out of each other. The, let me wrap this up, and then I'll get to you all. Garvin holds on. You know, He holds his own for a while, but the horsemen, just they, they have too much. They finally get the upper hand when they come out. Uh, but then the rock and roll, Barry, Dusty, et cetera, hit the ring to chase them off. It was a pretty wild-ass scene, Doc. What did, what did you have from, from the rest of this? So, the first thing that I thought when I heard that pop, again, go back and you said you rewatched it either last night or night before last. Yeah, I did. Man, that's one of those ones where you could close your eyes and know what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. That crowd was on it. That shit electrified them. That was a big crowd. And the first thing I thought was, Fuck, fuck, why did we mess this up? How did we go wrong? 
two dudes beating the piss out of each other in the ring to the delight of a couple of thousand hillbillies <laughs> was all I really need out of life. So in the background, you think we bought Florida, we bought the Central States, we bought um, UWF, we're hemorrhaging money. Man, somebody needed to have some fucking business sense here because they're the people were happy in the in the stands. Yeah, what happened, still, Mike? They still wanted to see it. I mean, you can look and, at it, man. These people and, are going and, nuts. And so here's the other thing I thought. So am I correct in saying? That what we're going to see, I'm going to tread lightly and let y'all fill in the blanks here. We're, we're, this is the beginning of an angle that culminates at Starcade. Well, yeah, I mean, it kind of started with the Dream yeah. Gate or even before that, if you, can, if you think right. about it. But this, this is widely panned by wrestling cr- critics as Ronnie Garvin not being over. He Ronnie sounds Garvin. over to me. Oh shit, that's what I was thinking, man. <laughs> I, I never thought we'll that about. Keep, we'll have to keep an eye on this as it goes forward. But man, that crowd was hot. Ronnie was over. I think that's bullshit when people say that. Yeah. I mean, he he never was going to cut the the promos that Flair or even Dusty cut as champion. I mean, that just wasn't his thing. But as a badass, as somebody who just went in there and was believe real. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing that dude. It, I mean, he everything he did, Hopper. You you're like God, man. That dude. Even if you thought, even if even if you knew back then wrestling was fake, you told yourself, I wouldn't want to be in the ring with him, man. He be so he, let me he ask you this. Out of me. Harper, he's uh-huh. Garvin. Ronnie Garvin is at least seventy years old. You see him at Fan Fest or whatever. How much money would it take to for you to let him just chop you in the chest? Dude, he could probably still knock the shit out of you. He could probably stop your heart. Yeah. He could. Bro, I, I, so last night, I think it was last night, when it, you texted me, and you're like, I'm re-watching this Rick and and uh, and Ronnie match. And I said, all right. So I pulled up the network from that match back at Christmas week of 85 that we, we covered when we first started doing this. And I pulled over six-year-old Latrell, and I said, come here, son, look at this. And they got in the corner and started chopping each other, and his eyes got like fucking saucers because he ain't ever seen. They don't do this shit in the WWE. He ain't ever seen anything like this shit. Yeah. He looked at me and goes, "Man, that looks like it hurts." And I'm like, "You're damn right, it does." Mm-hmm. Hurts like a son of a bitch is what it hurts. Now like. go watch YouTube or some shit where they fucking open, watch kids play with toys or whatever. But that's you crazy, to, huh? You need to lay eyes on this shit. <laughs> it made a man. I was like, he would. Six years old, it got his attention. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no. I mean, it's real. That's why we talk about it like it's real all the time. To be, I mean, we, we, we say it we say it all the fucking time. And that's why we talk about it like it's real. Hopper, anything hey, else it's, you want? Well, it's shocking when you treat this shit like it's real and you present it like it's real. People might think it's actually real. 100% agree. Hopper, anything else from this that you had? It's... It seems whenever we see matches like this, you think they're all in the same building? It looks uh, like it, huh? So, yeah, we've actually been here many a times, whether it was a, a worldwide. That was a pro episode that that was 
from NWA Pro, but you've with they've been in that same building, and I forget the exact building name, so forgive me, everyone. But they've been in that building. There's a couple of others that they that they seem to frequently do the tapings at for NWA no, Pro a, or Worldwide. Yes, the, it, a, they are. They've been there a bunch of times. I thought it was like those baseball parks in the National League in the 70s and 80s where they all look like Cincinnati and Pittsburgh and fucking. They had just the Robert E. Lee Civic Center in every town in the South that looked the same. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying like they've they've been at, you know, only two to three throughout the South. But generally, when you see if you ever go through the worldwide episodes, man, like it's almost like it feels like and I'm I'm probably wrong, but it feels like the same six, seven venues like that. Yeah, they're always that's what I was at. thinking. I was like, it, I, I mean, we've seen shit from here a million times. Yeah. And, and and even if you have, think about it. Those people aren't going crazy. Those people are still going crazy every single time. It's yeah. So let me let me ask this hypothetical: How much money would you pay in 2018 dollars if you could go see a, a night of wrestling in that joint? Does it have AC? Yeah. <laughs> it's, depends on how much air- money you're. Depends on how much money you see You old bastard, man. <laughs> Be a mark for something once in your life, man. Come on. Man, I live I live part of my life without air conditioning, man. I ain't doing that shit again. Fuck that, bro. <laughs> Dude, put this at like how it's like gotten cold. I still turn that motherfucker on when I'm in a car. <laughs> bro. Oh fuck yeah. Oh fuck yeah. yeah. But you, you turn it you can turn it on at home, but you ain't married, pal. Fuck that, dude. It was, it I would was, never take that for granted, air conditioning. It was 28 degrees when I drove to work this morning, and I had the fucking air conditioner. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> I get I get hot quick, bro. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, for real. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's keep it moving. So next up, we go to JJ and Lex. And there's not much from the first part of this promo. JJ introduces uh, things as they throw us to the match with Dusty and Lex. Uh, so this shit. Oh, I know what. Don't play this shit, man. It's the fuck finish thing. No, I, I wasn't going to play. I wasn't going to play uh, the, the audio from the promo. What I was going to say was I was going to talk about JJ, not JJ, Dusty and Lex, where Teddy Long is a ref. Teddy Long takes a bump, um, causes Lex to fall into him. Tommy Young comes out. Jesus Christ, there's always some ref shenanigans. And now Tommy Young is trying to revive Teddy. Meanwhile, Lex goes over the top rope and hits Tommy Young, and Teddy's on the outside of the ring still. Dusty pins Lex for the count of three because there's no referee, but then Dusty pins Lex again later on. This time, Tommy Young does count to three, and it appears that Dusty has won the U.S. title, but Teddy Long, who is now revived, says, no, 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 Tommy Young. Lex went over the top rope, and Lex is still the champion. Man, I, I, I got to call it like I see it. They did this shit with the referees way too fucking much. It's too convoluted for simple folks to follow along it's with. It's not just that. The whole fucking ref bump shit just gets old after a while. Yeah, bro. I, mean, I can tell you how many it. times I've seen Saeed bump. It's, <laughs> it's like I might as well just give him fucking boots. Just give him a pair of fucking boots. He's talking about the senior referee for Wildcat yeah. Sports is what he's talking about here. But, Hopper, <laughs> any thoughts on this Dusty and Lex match where it appeared Dusty won, but 
he didn't because Tommy because Teddy Long comes back and says no Lex was thrown over the top rope. Yeah, I'm thinking fuck here we go. It's a dusty finish, and they fall for it every fucking time. Until they don't. Until yeah. they don't. Well, the it, people were going kind of crazy, man. They were kind of mm-hmm. happy. Because it's 87. Keep yeah. doing this into 88. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Man, call Sting. Okay. <laughs> so, Doc, any thoughts on right here with Dusty? I just... Too many moving parts. You don't make the work that hard, dude. Okay. All right. So then they come back Uh-oh. to the studio. I won't play it, Doc, because I... <laughs> they come back to the studio, and it's Lex and JJ. And JJ, they now throw it to the dressing room where Dusty attacks Lex with a sleeper. Oh, and, man. Dust, and Dusty and Lex Luger sound like two cows fucking. <laughs> the thing I wrote down was they sound like the fuck. They they sound like Deliverance. Mm. I've never seen that, but okay. come on, squeal like a pig, boy. Squeal like a pig, boy. It's so terrible, man. They're back there. Well, and my problem was, so I'm glad y'all said that, because I watched this on the treadmill, because, you know, I like to stay fit, White Lashley style, and I have this little bitty iPhone I'm watching, and so I couldn't tell, like, I couldn't see a lot, but I could hear a lot, and I was like, (laughs) man, I wonder if it's just me, or is this this ridiculous? So I'm glad to hear that it wasn't just me. I watched it twice, because I was like, what the fuck is he doing to him? Right, is he he fucking (laughs) checking his prostate or making him go to sleep and then checking his prostate? Here's a little sample of it. Like I said, two Christ. cows fucking. Um, it's like a damn gang bang down at the frat house, man. Shit. Okay. Or the <laughs> Cowboys Ring Rat House is heard on uh, one of our patron episodes at tinyurl.com. I, I, do, I, do, I don't remember. They're, All right. They're a game below 500, bro. We're coming back. Mike back thinks, Mike's trying to convince me that we're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> Well, they're in a shitty division. It's it's yeah. not that Mike tried un- to convince me that we were going to make the playoffs the other day at work, and I tried to get medical to come out and give him a sobriety test. I mean, Washington isn't good. Right. Well, the Redskins could go on 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 a two or three uh, losing streak, and the Dallas can win two or three, and, and they're back in this shit. I got yeah, no expe- I got no expectations. I think I said seven and nine at the beginning of the season, so. No, you said fourteen and two on this show. <laughs> but hey, get in the playoffs. No, well, anything no. can happen. Why would I say fourteen and two? That's illogical. I don't know, but I'm watching Lex Luger try to cut a promo after all that went don't down. Do that. He's, he put he's, me to he sleep. He suffered brain damage when he got put to sleep. He's he's, he's mad. Dusty embarrassed him in a dressing room, and that's why he's acting like a broad right here. Mm. Anyway, okay, Doc. Any other thoughts from this Lex and Dusty shenanigans? No, no, no. What kind of 
What kind of dressing room is that? It looked like Dark. particle board. Uh, that's your civic center in the south type dressing room. You've been in a few. Come on, man. Yeah. Everything but the statue of Robert E. Lee or Jefferson Davis somewhere. <laughs> That's right, man. When you're from the South, bro. I mean, fuck, let's call it like we see this it. Shit, this shit doesn't stray too far from the script, man. <laughs> All right, we will keep it moving. Uh, we got Jimmy Cornette coming out here now, and uh, he's going to point out a bunch of facts for us. So here it is. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, back at ringside, let's bring in Jim Cornette. Just the facts, Tony, just the facts. How's that, Jim? Just the facts, Tony. You know, I just saw Dragnet the other day, and Jack Webb was always one of my childhood heroes. So everything I say today is going to be a fact, Tony. No suppositions, nothing, anything but facts. That's exactly right. And you know, it's a fact that the Midnight Express can do more things in a professional wrestling ring than any other team in the world. It's a fact that no team in the world can do anything like the Midnight Express. It's a fact that the Midnight Express are the most exciting, the most charismatic, the most able tag team in professional wrestling it's a fact that the midnight express are the only team that have ever beaten the rock and roll express and made them stay beat for eight long months the world tag team belts were around our waist and the rock and roll couldn't get them couldn't get them couldn't get them it's a fact that every tag team in professional wrestling every top team has tried for our united states tag team belts and hadn't done it it's a fact that it's been the garvin brothers that it's been the road warriors that it's been ronnie garvin and barry windham that it's been the fabulous Freebirds. that it's even been the rock and roll express themselves all of them have tried and failed they can't take the u.s tag team belts away from the midnight express it's a fact that the superpowers would like to take the u.s tag team belts from the midnight express but you know what else is a fact they can't do it either because superpowers you can't whip us and that's a fact and it's a fact that the rock and roll express every night they lay in bed and they stare up at the ceiling and they dream of different ways that they can get the u.s tag belts from us or that anybody else can because see the world tag team championship is the most prestigious belt in wrestling that's a fact but it's also a fact rock and roll that you being the world tag champions know that the midnight express are the number one contenders know that the midnight express are on your trail know that the midnight express can get you and corner you and take your titles as long as we're the u.s tag team champions and that's a fact and that's why they want our belts around the waist of anybody else king kong and godzilla but us and that's a fact and ladies and gentlemen i now introduce the Friday and Gannon of professional wrestling, the U.S. Tag Team Champions, beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan, the Midnight Express. Boy, that intro music. Doc, what you got for it, the corny right there? Get, well, keep it going to 45 minutes and see if there's something interesting there. I wrote that down. <laughs> Some wiggling. Yeah. Hey, he's wiggling that. Some old mm. broad. Mm. I like how Corny mentions that if you say facts long enough, somebody will think it's actually a fact. He is wiggling. Look at him right there. He's oh right, my look god! At him. And the broads he wiggled that were just just treacherous, oh, just Sc scandalous, oh, trifling. God. Okay, uh, I don't really have much. He pointed out everything's fact, and then um, everything's fact. So yeah. Um, Harper, any thoughts? Harper, you liked that movie back in the late 80s, though, didn't you? Dragnet with Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks. Yeah, I remember that. I was yeah. like, I was like, damn, I guess that's what he's talking about, the fucking yeah. Dragnet movie. Mike doesn't know what the fuck that is. I saw it, but it's, I don't, like, God, it's been a there, long time. There were like a neo-Nazi Satan worshippers. 
Bro, I don't remember. I saw that movie, and I, I really can't tell you anything about it. But I saw it. The fuck? I mean, it was kind of like that, that fucking movie I tried to tell Doc about this week. Uh, uh, Invention of a Lie or something like that. And Doc said he never saw it. And I was like, it's a really stupid movie, but it's kind of funny because parts of it are funny because the fact that like nobody lies and they just kind of tell people about themselves. This is exci- just... as exciting as the first time you told me. Jesus. Yeah, it, it still was. It still was. I still, I still think it was. Uh, I still think it was good. Um, I don't know. Sometimes Doc, we need to like cut an episode on some of our discussions because then we got into the fucking idiots on talk is Jericho talking about Bigfoot. Brian, let me. Bri, if you believe in Bigfoot, you are a fucking idiot. No, 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 no. Mike and I believe. Mike and I believe in Bigfoot. The problem is. Is that the government's not covering up Bigfoot because there's no money in covering up Bigfoot. So let's take a segue for a second. Jericho had <laughs> these dudes on that that like believe in Bigfoot. And here's the thing, Hopper. I, I can get into a conspiracy theory, but but there's a big but when it comes to conspiracy theories. There's gotta be a reason for the conspiracy theory. Like, meaning that if you tell me Bigfoot is real, fine, I'll go with it. Don't if I then say, well, why do you, what, why? Because these guys were like, the government's hiding it. They don't want us to know that there's a Bigfoot. So yeah. Jericho says. The government's well, too busy trying to lie to you and tell you trickle-down economics works. They ain't got time to cover up <laughs> Bigfoot, dude. <laughs> so, so, this, so Jericho asked these two dudes, well, why, does, why would the government cover up Bigfoot? And the guy goes, oh, no. Well, shut the fuck up then. Is like my is my point, because it, it there's got to be show me the money, show me the you money want, for hey, it. You want to say that the government's lying to us? I'll believe you. Yeah, but there's got to be there's got to be an angle. What's the angle? Right, like this flat Earth bullshit. Fuck. <laughs> show me why. Why would they lie to us about that? Well, they don't want the you glo- to think that the- you're in an enclosed <laughs> environment. Fuck. Even if I did think I was in an enclosed environment, where the fuck am I going? <laughs> some some capitalists would sell boat rides to the edge of the earth if that was the case. Jesus Christ. Anyway, so the globe lobby is <laughs> making sure we don't find out about Anyway, if you believe if you believe <laughs> you're in, right, if you're out there and believe in flat earth, God bless you. I'm not mad at you. You know, that's a Dude, great thing about America. You can wait till Thanksgiving morning and relieve your if you believe in flat earth, let me get this out. If you believe in flat earth, wait till Thanksgiving morning. And get your whole head in front of the shotgun. That's Doc, nice. let me finish what I was saying. Now we'll keep going to the next promo. So then on Jericho, did they get on the subject of some some other creature called the Dog Man? It's supposed Sorry. to be some. Well, he's Bigfoot. got a show on uh, <laughs> oh. somewhere. Jericho does. What do yeah. they track down Bigfoot and all that dumb fake shit? Opera, hold on. So. So Bigfoot ain't enough as Doc is over there sipping on whiskey with ice. Bigfoot ain't enough. We got to, like we always say, everything come back to wrestling. We got to spot monkey this shit up and go outlaw mud show. We got to fucking come up with the dog man now, which is a fucking six foot tall to eight foot tall, um, like man with a dog face. What the? (laughs) And the the problem here is, is that Jericho is working and going, oh, oh well, yeah, tell me more about that. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, he gets him to start talking. So I, I'm like, Doc and I are talking about this. I'm like, see, bro, I could go with you with Bigfoot for so long. All right, cool. I can, I can actually buy into that. But man, I want don't, don't go outlaw mud show and start talking about the dog man, <laughs> the fucking eight foot tall human figure that's got a here's dog the, head. Here's the thing, bro. The natural environment just shrinks every fucking second. <laughs> so where is he hiding at, bro? There's dense. As Mike would say, there's dense forestation all around, still available for the Bigfoot to access. And don't you think they would have found a, a skeletal remains of fucking Bigfoot or something? That's the one that's a problem right there. We got to yeah, find phone. something because we're constantly building and fucking taking up uh, land. And you think someone would be like, hey, what the fuck's that? I believe the term would be we are encroaching upon their yes. ecosystem. I mean, I can somewhat believe somewhere in Africa or something where there's maybe a gorilla that hasn't been labeled by science, and even that's a fucking stretch. But that's that's it. You're going to tell me there's some fucking eight-foot fucking Harry in a Henderson-looking uh, asshole walking around scratching his ass? Get the fuck out of here, bro. You're a fucking retard if you believe shit like that. And then they got the Honey Allen Swamp Monster and on, on the goddamn North Shore. Jesus Christ. Look up that fucking shit. These assholes claim that there's this fucking swamp monster over there that, like, fucking, it fucking looks like a... a I, it sounds like something out of a goddamn Scooby-Doo cartoon. It's got, like, a cat head and claws and... And all of this shit. And the reason why they made this shit up, it's like a Scooby-Doo cartoon, was because it it got to the point where if you want to go hunting now, you got to be in a hunting club. When 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 back in the day, you could just pull up off the side of the fucking road and go hunting. And what happened was the Honey Island Swamp became the only place where you could still do that kind of shit. So the people that had been hunting back there for years got pissed that all these assholes are hunting and they're fucking in uh, their land or what have you. So they made up this 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 fucking story. <laughs> I mean, it's like you, you got to be a fucking idiot. And then they claim there's some trail from from from, from Alabama to Louisiana that like uh, black bears have been using. For years and years and years, it's like a uh, like they fucking migrate or whatever, and and on this trail, that's where the sightings of this swamp thing has been seen, and they're saying that it it uses the same trail as the fucking black bears, and it's people that I know that are college graduates are telling me this story, and I'm thinking, are y'all fucking retarded? <laughs> I don't know if I can continue. I mean, oh, the... be blessed and be a blessing. Happy Thanksgiving, asshole. God, now you see, like the Latin ass monster. I could believe that because who? Who in the fuck knows what's in the goddamn ocean? 
but <laughs> hold on, that's it's, it's not a notion. It's not a notion. It's actually a very, very deep body of water, but it it's okay. not a notion. But but I but I hear you because I, I mean I guess technology can do it now, but it, it's still hard to map every single square foot of like a six hundred to five hundred foot uh, body of water. Uh, yeah. That's deep. So, but I uh, know I. <laughs> you fucking idiots. <laughs> get, let's that keep may be, moving. That may be the strongest two minutes of this show ever. <laughs> I'm I'm in pain. The, uh, I, I lived in Louisiana my entire life up until almost thirty, and um, I've never. That's that right there is the definition of outlaw mud show. Them yeah. them creating that monster. Every small town, every small town in the South has Goatman's Bridge, where you got to go honk three times and have Goatman come out. Okay, okay. <laughs> we got a we got a show to do here. Let's keep going. Uh, all right, so um, the Midnight Express defeat David Isley and Ricky Nelson, and then there's a match with Mike Jackson, who defeats Tommy Angel. Before the match, Tony and David tell us that Mike Jackson is the Alabama Junior Heavyweight Champion. Now we've seen Mike Jackson on uh, this program many a times as an enhancement talent. But uh, I guess he's kind of working undercard matches uh, around the area in the South, and he is the Alabama uh, junior champion, heavyweight champion. I, I, like shit like th- I like shit like this, and I like guys like that getting wins on TV because it helps build their credibility. Oh, I'm, I'm more, than, more than fine with it. Uh, Mike Jackson was a really good talent. He just, yeah. his look. He damn, near beat Rick, he damn near beat Ric Flair about a year ago. Remember oh, yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, he cer- he certainly did. Uh, all right, uh, Doc, well, we got Dusty Rhodes here. We got to hear what Dusty's got to say. Here it is. I'm going to go get a beer. I'm finished go ahead. with you already, <laughs> you already know what he says, so here it is. There's a new weapon for the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. It's the sleeper, and it put him right out. Well, you know, it's astonishing to me to come out here on television, nationwide TV, week in and week out, and see Lex Luger and the four husbands talk about their bodies, their clothes, their money, their women, their cars, everything they do. But one thing they don't do as good as the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and that is wrestle. That's in the square circle. Three times world heavyweight champion Lex Luger. You come out here and make a challenge to Dusty Rhodes, the legendary man himself, the king of legendary Saturday nights, saying you want Dusty Rhodes. That's the ultimate challenge for Lex Luger. Yes, it is. You are a fine athlete. You are a great build athlete. You say, well, on, my, on your best day, I can't look as good as Lex Luger. That's true, but in this big rotund body beats the heart of America, heart of a lion. Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. Don't be coming out here talking trash about Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. And Nikita Koloff, my super partner, superpower, he seemed to have forgot Lex Luger. Mr. Koloff can take your head off at any minute, any time, any place. So now there are two men after you. So now then you better put it with Dusty Rhodes because you want the money. You want the glamour and the excitement of saying that I have defeated Dusty Rhodes, the ultimate challenge. It ain't gonna happen. I put you to sleep. You know what I mean? I put the deep sleep on you, baby. The big sleep, the big chill. Now then, you got to deal with that. You got to deal with Dusty Rhodes, and you got to deal with one thing, and that's asking yourself this question. Ask Ric Flair what it felt like when a title changed his hand. Ask him how it felt when Dusty Rhodes and Mac Dream strapped that world title on his waist. Ask Big Bubba how it felt when Dr. Death Steve Williams strapped that title around his waist. 
Ask them questions. Ask them questions before you mess with the heartbeat of America. Because this old rotund body, this old plumber's son from Austin, Texas, this old blue jean wearing, butt kicking American dream, gonna take care of business now. And the U.S. title is gonna come to Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, and you can bet your paycheck on it, Jack, because my paychecks are in debate. You talk about money, you ain't a legend. You ain't got money. You know what I mean? You ain't got no money. You know what I mean? You ain't got no money, man. My grocery bill is $3,000 a week. You know what I mean? I love that, Lex Luger. You got a pretty face, and I'm going to rearrange it, put the nose on the back of your head, and stick your head down between your legs, and I just might pat you on the hind end and call for somebody else. You know what I mean? One and only Dusty Rhodes fans. More action when we come back. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know if Doc's back yet. Harper, what you got from Dusty Well, I'm right back, there? pal. Check it out. Get you some. Listen to this, pal. Yeah, okay. buddy. All right. And then um, this, thing, this, thing's, this thing's ridiculous. It's a mango chili lime beer. Oh. The wife bought them. I drank one last night. I was like, so it's spicy. It's spicy on both ends, if you know what I mean. Uh, no, yeah, thank you. Morning, um, I had some fiery, fiery snakes coming out this morning, so I'm gonna drink another one after some whiskey and see what happens. It's like a science experiment. Okay, well, Doc, you, you ain't got, got, got no. Stop at eight, you got a hard stop at eight thirty, brother. You want to get to what the point is here with well, Dusty Rhodes, pal? You, you ain't got no money. Dusty spends three thousand dollars on groceries. What do you think he's spending it on? Bruh, black, that's impossible. Yeah, unless you're eating hookers. 3000 well, on a freaking grocery bill? You just, that's just outlaw mud show at that point. You just, you just spot monkeyed it up. Um, yeah, I guess. Harper, what you got? I got it. Uh, Dusty's doing a, a Chevy truck commercial. Man, with the the heartbeat of America. The heartbeat of America, yep. That's all I kept thinking. I was like, he's doing the the fucking Chevy truck commercial. You ain't lying. That's so true. Like a rock. Right, yeah, that was it. (laughs) Like a rock. I was 18. Didn't have a care. Working for peanuts. Not a dime to spare. Like a rock. Jesus. And Ford was the best never rest for trucks. It dodged it. it, I guess Dodge was just like, whatever. Whatever. Dodge. Wow. Hopper's on a roll tonight. Well, he is. He's trying to. He's trying to. They still make those fucking floor mats. If you go to like AutoZone or something, they still got those. They they still got those fucking floor mats. You mean the Chevy ones? That's yeah, like that? the Chevy and the best never rest Ford trucks and all that shit. Yeah, bro. <laughs> the worst is a hillbilly who's a mark for their pickup truck. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, boy, you cut deep on that one with some of our listeners, man. Come on, man. Stop playing heel. What are you talking about? All right. Anything else from Dusty right there, Doc? Mm-mm. All right. Keeping it moving. Dusty's got a, his little rotund self, baby. 
we go to the Freebirds, which is actually Buddy Roberts and Michael Hayes without Terry Gordy. They defeat Art Pritz and Dexter Westcott. Doc, anything from that match? From the match? No. Yes, the match. Well, that was um, a pretty lame finisher. It was all right. I mean. Here's the other thing. You remember back in the day, I think we even did this with Bobby Blaze. Uh, we did the top five rat bangers. Yes. We missed on Michael Hayes, didn't we? I mean, you could say we missed, but if you think of the people we had on that list, it's hard to say we missed. True, man. There was some I mean, supreme ass whip just. Yeah. Rick and Stan. We Stan. all that was funny because we all three had Stan Lane, Ricky Morton, and, and Rick Flair as the top three. Yeah, so I mean, if you go back and listen to that and look at the five guys we had, I ain't saying Michael Hayes didn't do some damage, but the 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 five people in front of him, I mean, they earned it. They whooped a lot of they I'm just saying, Michael Ace had that hair stuff. and that hairy chest and that, that fucking beard. Yeah, yeah. Man, oh, no, I, I bet I he, agree. I bet he cut a now. Present day Michael Hayes, maybe not so much, but him and his pimp suits. God, right. maybe could you just picture him like back then? It's like, yeah, I just got this new Ford Thunderbird. It's a turbo coupe. <laughs> Only three more years of payments, and this baby's mine. Shit, he worked at Dallas in 83. He paid yeah. the cash for that motherfucker. Yeah, no, man. He was bringing in some Let's cash. go back to those days. No oh, shit. Life was uh, a whole yeah. lot simpler back then. All right. So, speaking of Michael Hayes and Buddy Roberts, let's listen to a quick promo from them. We are back with you, fans, on World Championship Wrestling. All the top stars are here. Still to come, Eddie Hotshop Gilbert, Dr. S. T. Williams. And let's bring in two men who tore him up in the ring just a minute ago. Michael P.S.H. and Buddy Roberts Freebird. You know something, Tony? I was sitting back in our dressing room, and I was listening on the monitor to that four-eyed, beady-eyed, sissy-eyed punk, Jimmy Cornette. And Jimmy Cornette's out here trying to distinguish between rumors and facts. Now, last week he said a rumor was that Terry Bam Bam Gordy had to stay up all night to take a urine test. The <laughs> fact of the matter is, Jimmy Cornette had to sit down and take the test while Bam Bam stood up, if you know what I mean. <laughs> now, another fact of the matter is that the birds are back stone cold sober, as a matter of fact. And that goes for anybody and everybody. Everybody's talking about, you know, baby, it ain't nothing but a thing. Well, then all you got to do is get your thing in the ring. Because remember this, the boys from Bad Street, the birds are back in town, taking it to every town. L.A. at the Foreman, my main man, Tom and Ass, in the Jacksonville Coliseum at Pensacola Civic Center. Anybody, anytime, come walk that street. Midnight Express, you ain't nasty enough. Hey, Michael, you said it all. Hey, Midnight Express and Carlette, you got the Freebird's attention, and that just might be your downfall. The Freebird's fans, let's go back to the ring. Um, Michael Hayes was on some extra there, but uh, talk about we, we sober. Well, we're glad you got to point that out, Mike. But, Doc, what would you have? Anything? Michael Hayes is one of those guys that's just – it. He it didn't matter what he says, it's gonna be entertaining because he's got the rap. He knows how to he knows what he's doing. 
He's good. And I like well, and I like the fact that he's like he's bringing up. He's like he's got the retort for corny. Addressing, I agree. Hopper, anything? Yeah, my, I like Michael P.S. Hayes. That shit was funny. You think he really sits in sits when he pees? I don't know. Uh, that was a good line, though. I but bet the, you. I you. bet you there would. I bet you there weren't too many days in the whole decade of the eighties that they could legitimately pass a lie detector by saying they were sober. Yeah, that was the one that got me. We're we're back and we're sober. Okay. <laughs> All right. After Michael Hayes and Buddy Roberts, we get Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert, who defeats mm. Alan Martin. Yeah, we haven't seen Gilbert in a while. Gilbert is in um. Dude, UWF, this is so. his debut, so we ain't yeah. ever seen him. No, I'm saying he's. They bought UWF, and here we are in August. So it's been a while since they bought it, and he's coming in. Is, hey, that's you want to hear a say. little fact? You want to hear a little fact about Eddie Gilbert? Oh. he's a week. From turning twenty six years old, right there. Jesus, man, twenty five years old. He's twenty five right here. Yeah, he looks at least ten years older at that point. How old was he when when he died? Like thirty three. Yeah, uh, he was. Yeah, he was very young. Very young. It's he actually, was younger. Yeah. He was younger when he died than he looked at twenty five. Yeah, there's a country, there's a country line right there. No, he, yeah, um, damn, it's that's insane. I, he had a nice little to me his uh, little his run in like '85 in Mid South. I, I liked what he did with the uh, the Nightmare and uh, Oliver Humperdinck. He got he got kicked out. He was about Nightmare's manager, but uh, he had a nice little run in '85 in, in Mid South that I really really enjoyed. But uh, it's still hard to believe, man. He's 25 right here because he looks 10 years older than what he is. Yeah, and he's, he's a he's a natural heat magnet, man. Oh yeah. Uh, are we listening to his promo or what? I think we probably should, right? That's why I asked. So let me uh, let me cue it up and get to it, and we'll see what uh, Hot Stuff has to say after he defeated uh, Alan Martin. His, his little finisher was. Different for its time, where he would drop the guy over the top, top rope. So uh, here it is. Hot sub Eddie Gilbert with a hot shot of winner right here on World Championship Wrestling. And finally, super stuff on the Superstation. I'm talking about hot stuff Eddie Gilbert, and I've got a lot to talk about, Tony Schiavone. I've got a lot of people to talk about. Dr. Death, you did the ultimate goal. You made it. You made it to UWF. Heavyweight title. But get ready, brother. I'm right over your shoulder. The Lightning Express, Brad Armstrong and Tim Horner, the UWF World Tag Team Champions. You better hold on to them a long time. And then, Barry Windham, you better listen to me. Listen to me good, brother. Because when I'm talking about the first family of professional wrestling, I'm talking about myself, Tony. I'm talking about the dirtiest man from Texas, not Dusty Rhodes. I'm talking about Dick Murdoch. And I'm talking about Terry Taylor, the greatest living legend of wrestling today. And I'm talking about Rick Steiner. When you get us all together, there's no beating us and there's no stopping us. Now, since we're going to bring up the name, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and Dr. Dusty Williams, let's add one more in there that's a part of a third group. That's a part of the fabulous Freebirds and Terry Bam Bam Gordy, who stuck his nose where he doesn't belong. Because what I'm talking about now 
It's like Kansas City. Dusty Rose, Dr. Dusty Williams, you want to bring a bull rope on? Bring it on. Terry Gordy, you want to step into a bunkhouse with a hot stuff international? The first family, you bring it on. And I promise you, sir, we'll still be winners and champions. Hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert fans. More action when we come back. All right, Doc, what'd you have? Well, I set up these 25 because it's not great, but he's also leading his own stable of really good talent. But he's not awful there. It's just, what is all the stuff he's talking about, and when are they going to tell us about this on TV? Well, um, I think you're seeing part of um, the beginning of the failure of right. the UW, UWF integration into Jim Crack Promotions. Because what he's talking about sounds interesting, but it's the first time I'm hearing about it, and I've been doing this shit for three years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not just that. I mean, you don't – and, I mean – you know how you know how us corporate executive types are. We don't like surprises, man. Don't mm-hmm. don't surprise me once you get on the air. Tell me what you're gonna do. Yeah, and uh, yeah. If you, it's, just, it's, is, frust- if you're, it's frustrating because if, if you're only watching this and have no UWF TV, you're like, what the fuck? Um, right. This sounds this sounds great, right? He's got the first family together, Hot Stuff International. They're they're making moves. Shit. Dick Murdoch. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. Uh, Terry. Last time we saw Terry Taylor was two years ago. He or almost two years ago. He was a, a baby face. What's going on there? That yeah, that motherfucker disappeared after Thanksgiving of nineteen eighty five. Mm-hmm. It, didn't Buddy beat him? Buddy beat him for the national title. Yeah. And um he was gone pretty much after that. Uh, back to UWF, though it is. All right, let's let's keep it moving. Uh, Jim Cornette is coming out now. Uh, see what Corny's got Ch- to say. Check out that shirt Stan Lane's wearing. I definitely will do so. The U.S. Tag Team Champions, the Midnight Express, along with Jim Cornette. Get a good shot of these oh, First of all, United States Tag Team Champions, Sweet Stan Lane's birthday. You know, I neglected to talk about something when I was out here before, but it... You wouldn't believe this, Tony, but the past couple weeks I come out here, I said, okay, forget about the Rock and Roll Express, forget about the Freebirds, forget about the Road Warriors. We want a challenge. We want a team that stands a chance of beating us because we can take those other guys. We want to defend the U.S. Tag Team belts against the number 13 ranked contender for the U.S. title, Randy and Bill Mulkey, Mulkey Mania. I asked for letters. I asked for cards and phone calls. You know what I got? I got 5,000 letters from the little puke hole of Anderson, South Carolina, wanting to see us defend. Defend the belts against the Mokies right there in Anderson. You know, in case you don't realize it, Anderson, South Carolina is the Mokies' hometown. Well, let me tell you something, Mokies. I understand you called Jim Crockett Promotions. Negotiations are underway. The mayor of Anderson, by the way, the mayor of Anderson gave the Mokies the key to the city. Then he went around and changed all the locks. The mayor of Anderson has gotten involved in the thing, and it looks like it's going to be a reality. Well, all I got to say to you, Mokies, and to you, Jim Crockett Promotions, sure, we welcome a stiff challenge, but if you want us, brother, it's going to cost you you big bucks and monkeys were a little scared we're a little nervous but i think maybe just maybe we can take you but one thing is for sure and certain when we leave anderson south carolina that night they ain't gonna be a loose dollar laying around nowhere brother <laughs> go to the ring fans all right doc what'd you have from jimmy right there not a lot but man op it's hard to, if you didn't live through that it's hard to explain how big that shit was yeah i remember that was like my mom major name brand or some shit yeah, my mom used to buy me that shit from like TJ Maxx and Marshalls and shit when I was a kid. 
Man, the corduroy shorts and shit. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was who thought that? Who bro. thought that was a good idea? Yeah, fuck that. Old I used to get the husky. I live in the fucking prairie, and now I'm dealing with fucking surfwear. What the hell? <laughs> Great point. Yeah, I remember that era of time. All right. Well, so... it, it also looks like Stan Stanley has uh, Stanfield has shaved off or, or grown the mustache into a beard. So that's a better look for him, by the way. Yeah. And he's doing some serious smashing at this point as well. Dude. <laughs> I mean, he's got a line. Ladies, there's only <laughs> the line forms to the right. He's ladies, the line is to the right. Yeah, it was. Hmm. All right. So after Corny comes out, we got Nikita Koloff and Barry Windham. They defeat no, John Savage in no, number two. No. Go ahead, Doc. No. <laughs> Whatever this is with Nikita, the answer is no. Did Steve yeah. Doctor Death Williams fight this week? Yeah, that's that's the next match. I was gonna say I'm missing that. Yeah. Well, real quick, so Nikita... I'm drinking enough whiskey, I can't really feel my face right now, so I'm I'm struggling, pal. So not only do they have Barry with the Western States Heritage, now he's tagging with Nikita, and I'm just like, okay. Um, after that, it's Dr. Death defeats Mike Force. Now, Doc, you know how you said like a week or two ago, Bruce Pritchard always says, <laughs> you tried to mock him, Bruce Pritchard always says, that's a big old bastard. Man, Doctor Dead during this time period, he he really was a big old bastard. Man, for the for the if you're talking about Southern wrestling in a time when we're trying to position ourselves as a legitimate sport, how is that not guy not one of the top three or four just anchors of the of the Fed? Yeah, I mean he's a real athlete. I just hate. I hate it. I hate it when Duggan did it. I hate it when he does it. I hate to get down in the three-point stance, spear kind of move. I yeah. think it's better than that. I like the running power slam, though. Oh, uh, the running power slam is, is fantastic. I don't like the three-point stance thing either. It's cheap. It's cheap heat to me. But, man, Dr. Death, and he has that face, man. That shit looks like it's chiseled out of granite, too, and that jet black hair. Yeah. and he And he looks like he's just a mountain of a man. He just, I think I've said it before, he he just couldn't, I mean, and I saw a lot of him in UWF and Midside. He just, to me, he couldn't He couldn't really promo. I mean, he wasn't bad. It just was, it was just all right. But in the ring, he was badass. Um, speaking of yeah. his promos, uh, did you, are, are we listening to his promo? Because he kind of takes a shot at the WWF during it. Nah, we don't need to hear it, man. He ain't got nothing to say. Okay. Well, he does take a shot at the WWF. He calls... He mentions cartoon them, wrestlers. He, yeah, he says those cartoon wrestlers, which I thought was pretty damn. Don't we fun, already but, know that. Yeah, I mean we do. All right, so then, sadly, after that, if you thought Doctor Death was Doctor Death was okay, it wasn't bad. Doctor Death's out, fine, dude. No, but during the promo, they bring out then Nikita and Barry. Man, oh, <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> That's a this shit's like this shit's like listening to your uncle Uncle Paul at Thanksgiving talk about supply side economics. Jesus Bruh. Christ! What is it? 
So not only do you have him in this Western States heritage stuff, mm. now you tag him with Nikita. Man, they need to get the paddle. They need to get the paddles out and yell clear and stick them on window. Man, that that's a guy that they have stuck in a deep freezer. Well, it just—I don't know. I mean, I, just, I ain't seeing these Magnum's charisma, but Jesus, dude. Well, again, we saw the matches with him and Flair, and it was better than good. So, yeah. There you go. Not that he's going to be with Flair all the time. My point is, I mean, we can't have him. We can't have him. I mean, he's talked about the wrestling arm for that Western States deal, but I mean, can we have him? Just, yeah. Anyway, I okay. I've I beat that horse. Ivan Koloff and a Barbarian then come out uh, in the last match with Paul Jones, and they defeat Max MacGyver and Keith Patterson. Um, Doc, any thoughts Max on that match? Max MacGyver. Yeah. MacGyver. Yeah, was that not his name? Did I get Just it wrong? Saying. That's lazy oh. too, man. Trying to capitalize on the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Harper, any thoughts on that match? Could you imagine uh, Magnum PI and I mean uh, Magnum TA and Max MacGyver? Yeah, sure. Sure. As a tag team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, and then lastly, there's a promo at the end. It's Paul Jones, Ivan Koloff, and Barbarian. I'm not going to play it, but Paul Jones claims he is back with his army. And oh. he, named I- he named Ivan, Barbarian, Raging Bull. So Manny is actually still here. I-, I thought he might be gone, but he's actually not. So he is still lingering around. But um, this is Paul Jones' new army, and I got to say, last year's army was better. Oh, yeah. Where's Pistol Pez? I don't know where Shaska is, but. Let's rate this thing. Doc, you go first. Man, there's all this is I, I got I got complex thoughts about this because no one Parts of it were real good. I, huh? Parts of it were real good. Well, here's the thing. Knowing what you know in hindsight, this promotion is a disaster. But if you just watch it for what it is and you see on the screen, I I had a good 84 minutes there, man. I was I was thoroughly entertained, and it, it, the prospects of all this new talent coming in, if you just take off the blinders of what they do to it, I give this an A+, man. Everybody seemed into it. Everybody seemed engaged this week. I thought this was a really, really good episode of wrestling. Harbor, what you going to give it? I give it a B+. Plus. A plus. No, it was an hour and a half. <laughs> that's the first. That's the first thing Harper checks before he. That's the first I did was when I hit the play and the stupid tap out commercial comes on. I'm like, okay, there's John Cena squatting. Okay, okay. And I hit pause. How long is this? Fuck. Well, so is next week. By the way. God damn it. <laughs> so I'm going to say. That I'm gonna give this thing an A. I thought it was good. I thought there were parts that were. Eh. Um, yeah. Doc is Doc is kind of right, man. Behind the scenes right now is very scary. We don't know it, but right at this time. But as and that's you how you have now, to look at this. You got to look at it like you did as a child. Because if you look at it it's like, uh, you know. We're getting close to the end. It, it right. fucking ruins it. Because we saw Eddie Gilbert for the first time. Right. We saw Garvin and Flair just tear each mm-hmm. other apart, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, you, you you absolutely have to look at it in a 1987 mindset. Yeah. Um, so agree. Uh, so Rolex time. I hadn't written one down in advance. So. Uh oh. Way to prepare. I know. What are we gonna do now? I, I, I don't guess know. you're gonna. I guess you're gonna tell us more about Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know, Doc. Who are you giving yours to? I was real tempted to come back with Arn again because, dude, he was for the second straight week. He was firing up, and it's good to, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people out here that are that were intense. But I'm gonna go in a different direction. I'm gonna go with Ronnie Garvin because he walked out into that arena and went toe to toe with the champ, and he pot the people wanted to see him whip the champ's ass. That means something. And what Harper just said, if you look at this through the eyes of of how you would look at it back then, he was the he was the man of the people right there. Mm -hmm. He was the top contender, and he carried that water. Well, I hate that you picked him because you're right. Uh, it's Ronnie Garvin. He gets the role. Yeah. Harper, who are you giving yours to? I give mine to uh, Arn Anderson for that fucking promo. Which was damn good. All right, Real so Harper goes with Arn for the Rolex. Me and Doc go with Ronnie Garvin for the for the Rolex. I gave it an A. Doc gave it an A+. Harper gave it a B plus. And that is this week's NWA Saturday Night on TBS from August the 8th of 1987 as you gobble, gobble. listen to this. Gobble, gobble on Thanksgiving Day. So uh, as we get ready to move things forward here, I do want to remind everyone, it is the holidays. Black Friday is upon us. Give that motherfucking tinyurl.com slash Amazon to the wives, girlfriends, and side pieces and broads in your life. If you listen to this before Thanksgiving, I want you, when they are blessing that Thanksgiving turkey or chicken or whatever you're eating... To make sure you tell your parents or grandparents or sisters, cousins, aunts, and uncles to use the tinyurl.com slash Amazon referral link. It doesn't cost them anything extra, and the show get a little bit of uh, coins in return. So please have everyone use it. Side pieces, girlfriends, whatever. tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support this show without spending anything extra that you're already spending. Because uh, we know Blue Chew is not going to support us and they are not going to sponsor us uh, down the line. All right, so here's the thing. We're going to throw it now to some classic audio. This was from last year. This was when Doc and I went off on a tangent about being thankful BTT style on Thanksgiving Day. So some classic audio of Doc, Harper, and myself and how to give thanks Thursday at your family's Thanksgiving meal. That said, uh, Doc, if you don't have anything else, Harper, hit the tagline before we come back for the close. Book it, bitch. The other thing here is this. You know, you know, you ever heard, I mean, not you, you're going to be eating SpaghettiOs, but you ever heard those families that have those traditions? Where they'll like sit at the table and go around and everybody's got to say what they're thankful for. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. God. Mostly, mostly white people do this kind of stuff. So you might not know well, about it. My dad's side of the family used to do that shit. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's like we go around for like five million years. Like, God, dude, can we, can, so, can we, so, can we get to, can we cut this fucking bird? 
Because so you always the, got some long-winded motherfucker who wants to talk for 20 minutes well, and tell his whole goddamn life story. Now, that's where I'm going here. So this year, if your family starts this horseshit thing, <laughs> Damn. Round of, I want you, faithful army member, to stand up, sit down, whatever it is you do, and tell your family how thankful you are for the Book in the Territory podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. I can't promise you a shirt because I don't have access to them. But if you have some sort of video evidence of you doing this and shocked and, and dis disappointed faces on your family members so this isn't a work, and you send it to Mike, he's going to do something for you. I don't know. We'll shout it out on the air. We'll put it up <laughs> on the YouTube page. I don't know. But I want video evidence of you just ruining your family's Thanksgiving by getting us over. That's what I want. And, and here's the thing. It's easy. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna tell you how to do it. It's a filibuster. Basically, you're hijacking this bullshit activity. So somebody's gonna walk around and thinks that they got sober this year, or that they found the Lord this year, or that New Year knew me worked and they lost three point three pounds this year. You stand up and you say, "Man, I'm thankful that every Sunday night and every Thursday night, Book in the Territory comes out." Man, those guys are awesome. There's this ex-professional wrestler, Mike, and this guy named Harper, and the real star of the show is Doc, and he does all this, and you just keep going on and on about the show <laughs> and see how long you can go before you get kicked off the stage. <laughs> That's what you need to do. And, and, and see, you get us over, you videotape it, you get you know internet famous. And you teach those sorry ass family members of yours never to do this stupid shit again. Where, 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 did you just come up with this on the fly, or did you have this as a note written down? I, I, I just, it, I, it just popped into my head. You know, I always have random thoughts. Like I'll send you a text or an instant message, and you're like, "What the hell are you thinking?" These things right. just pop up in my head, and, and I was disappointed this week because I didn't have any docaholic spotlights. I need something to, to from the docaholics out there to uh, make me giggle, and this would do it. Bro, to you, you know what's funny is, and we're getting ready to get out of here, but, and uh, who knows, there may be a world-class championship wrestling patron preview at the end of this if we can get to it tonight, but the funny part about that would be so awesome is that if at the end of the person giving the speech about how great Book in the Territory is, Book <laughs> they, they said they yeah. said two things. And I hate to do this again, but they said, I'm just here to be blessed and be a blessing. And then they said, book it, bitch. <laughs> just sit down like you didn't do anything out right. the ordinary. Fold, right. your, fold your hands together and just look at the next person around You're right. <laughs> look, look like there's nothing out of the ordinary. It just was like a normal day, normal Thanksgiving, nothing else happened. Just kind of do that, do that kind of like self-assured knowing nod to the aunt, aunt, aunt janet who's next and like it's your turn right right and then just keep it moving and, <laughs> and then maybe hit him with yeah i say baby's got a pot roast on <laughs> you know, like time to eat motherfuckers but uh thank you because uh i was blessed in being a blessing <laughs>
Well, I was just thinking, you know, if you're like your little Uncle Jimmy is next, you could be like, all right, little fella, it's your turn. It's not anyone. What you ought to do if you want to, like, really spice – this is another alternative idea – is just speak in kind of the wrestling things that we talk about. Talk it drops to all your family. Call everybody a little fella and – uh you know, just every time anybody says it, that's real classy, Aunt Janet. <laughs> just, yeah. just, just, that would be awesome. Just start a, conversa- start a conversation about the merits of the Golden Girls and Pop Tarts and. <laughs> it would be how, so how great. How you're thinking? Tell, tell, like, especially for college age. Tell them like you're thinking about relocating to the Smoky Mountain area. Just see what happens. <laughs> I can see somebody like, <laughs> like somebody's uncle or aunt who's like old and is like, oh man, you ever tried such and such? Boy, that's that's hard to do. And like the guys at the table, one of our listeners just goes, "It ain't that fucking hard, guys." <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing these, these 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 holidays are painful man you got to get through them however you can so you know i'm going to be watching the cowboy game which might end up making it more painful i'm probably going to be drinking as much as i possibly can it, it, you gotta you gotta combine some shit so drink a lot <laughs> if you got somewhat long hair you could fluff it a lot like dr tom all day <laughs> just gotta try to pop yourself and get through this day All right, everybody, that was myself, Doc, and Hardbody Hopper on our way to give thanks on Thanksgiving Day. We Hopefully you enjoyed that. So, hey, real quick, before you fast-forward it to the end of the show, uh, Hopper and I got to gotta make a, a special announcement. So, you know, back in the territory days, there was generally, you know, there was wrestling on, like, Thanksgiving night, Christmas night, especially in world-class area, man. You know, world-class always had the Thanksgiving and Christmas Star Wars, and it was a big, big thing. So... Nowadays, you you just don't have that anymore. It's just not the environment we live in, and wrestling doesn't really have those big, uh, I guess, uh, holiday spectaculars, if you want to call it that. Well, that something's changing down with Wildcat Sports this this coming Christmas. So I know we're about a month away at this point, but Harper and I would be remiss if we didn't tell you about this. So if you're in the Gulf, uh, you know, Gulf South area, New Orleans area, South Louisiana, Southern Mississippi, heck, if you live on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, it's not even an hour drive, depending on what part of the coast you live on. Wildcat is running a big card Christmas night, December the 25th at Meisler Auditorium, Metairie, Louisiana. The bell time is 7.30 p.m. Doors will open at 6.30. And the big thing about this card is all proceeds from the from the event will benefit Della Cohen, who was a big part of Wildcat Sports from its inception many years ago. Uh, and the reason the proceeds of the card will go to her is she was, first off, let me let me say this. She's a military vet, just so you just so you know that. Um, and as a military vet, uh, it's not she she wasn't like harmed in the line of duty, but she was in a terrible car accident about two months ago. And she has had, I don't know, Harper, I think I, I saw a post from her the other day. She's up to like 15 or 16 surgeries now, right? Something, yeah, I didn't realize how bad she was. But yeah, she's, she's she was in a really, 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 really bad car wreck where they had to de- uh, use the... Uh, Jaws of Life. Like, yeah, they had to use the uh, Jaws of Life and all just to get her out the car. So, so it was that bad. So here's the thing. Um, 
to my knowledge, like, there's no GoFundMe or anything set up for Della. But what Wildcat is doing is they're doing a big benefit for her Christmas night on December the 25th uh, in Metairie, Louisiana. And again, Della has been through about 15 or 16 surgeries now. She's 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 really struggling. Uh, I think the last I saw, uh, hopefully you know there's better news now. But the last I saw, she may never walk again. Uh, she's been in bad shape. So you know, hardworking person. I believe she's a, a you know she's got she's got a couple of kids, single mother. Yeah, it's she's it's got three you know, kids. She got three kids. It's very hard for her. Um, you know, I imagine you know she's she's done well and done 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 right by people her whole life and. Just in a bad car accident, almost lost her life. Thankfully, she didn't, but she was injured very badly. So, we're not saying there's a GoFundMe, but if you're in the Louisiana, Southern Louisiana area, if you're in the area, go check out Wildcat Sports. Christmas night, December the 25th, bell time 7:30, doors open at 6:30. And uh, if you're the praying kind, send, send a couple of prayers up for Della as she is uh, recovering from her from her just terrible, terrible car wreck. It's a, uh, it's really sad. So. Uh yeah, Harper, did I miss anything, man? No, that's it, man. Christmas Day, that Meisler. Yeah, big, big, and it'll it'll be a great show. And like I said, the best part about it is the proceeds are going directly to Della and her recovery. Cause I, I mean, yeah. she's a tough, she's a tough woman. I've known her for a long time. Uh, funny, funny story. Like, so Harper, you don't know this, but back when uh-huh. I met her, probably as a teenager, uh, when her dad was running shows. Yeah. So, and she was at like a couple of the cards as a like 17, 16, 17 year old. <laughs> like when I first started, when like, you know, we were, we were working shows with Chris Adams back then, Iceman King Parsons. Um, Della could tell you some funny stories about those days. But anyway, um, I've known Della for a long time. Della was on a show years and years ago uh, at one point. So, anyway, Della, get well soon. And uh, we're thinking of you. And hopefully, a, the, that house will be packed and. She will uh, get some assistance as she recovers from her terrible accident. So I uh, hate to end the show on a down note. So, uh, Harper, you got any funny jokes you want to tell us before we get out of here? Any f- Like what? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I was just – I just hate, like, ending things on a down note. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's real I, bad. My favorite one is uh, why did Mickey Mouse divorce Minnie Mouse? Oh, shit. <laughs> because she's fucking goofy. Okay. You get it? Uh, yeah. She's, she's fucking... goofy. I get it. I get it. She's going to be fucking goofy. I, I get it, Offer. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, oh, I am glad I thought about something. Hold on. I got to pull something up, man. I uh, I got a... Um, so, the Pro Wrestling Tea Store, if you are, if you are viewing this on... Before Black Friday, let me say this. If you are reviewing this, make sure you go to Pro Wrestling Tees. And the easiest way to get there is by going to Facebook.com slash Booking the Territory. Click the Shop Now button. And that will bring us to our store. And I believe we're 20% off starting on November the... I think it actually starts November the 20th. So the day this show drops... Uh, you'll be able to go to our Pro Wrestling Tea store and get 20% off of your order. So there you go. Check it out. Harper's shirt is there. Uh, all of our shirts are there. So, yeah, good stuff. Now, also, the Tea Public store, if you just uh, 
check the notes check the the, the links in the show description the t-blubbick store is there as well and i believe that store is on sale 20 percent off too so uh buy some apparel the thing about t-public if you wanted a hard body hopper like not only a t-shirt but you could also get a hooded sweatshirt as well so uh, yeah there you on. go yeah i'm actually about to get a get one for myself so there you go they're, they're pretty nice the quality is real good too so all right hopper well i don't have anything else man um i think we covered everything go follow us on twitter at btt underscore podcast mike 504 saints and cjh who that and um that's gonna be a wrap for this thanksgiving edition episode of btt so hopper if you ain't got nothing else man hit the tagline pal book it bitch Before we get out of here today, I want to shout out uh, all the patrons and thank the patrons for their contributions to the show every single month. We don't have sponsors. You know how we do it around here. No sponsors, just you guys supporting what we do, and we thank you very much for that. Special shout out to the Hall of Fame patrons out there. Josh Dunn, at Ryan in Auburn, good old Justin, K underscore row 86, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Arecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider 91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Padgham, Bill Sousa, Big Rich, at Spyboy Sports Cap, Ari Miller 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, JMM7530, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Codeman E22, Marty Howell, and T Hog94. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. And again, thanks to all the patrons out there who make this show possible each and every week, twice a week for us. Hey, and if you're a Hall of Fame patron and you're at your seventh month of membership, or you've reached your 18th month, and so on and so forth, subsequent to, uh, I should say, years, please send me an email. I will check. And, um, I, as long as you're due, I'll get you out your T-shirt. So thanks again for being Hall of Fame patrons. And until next week, we'll catch you. Book it, bitch.